0: Chapter 56 of The Legacy of Cain. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Legacy of Cain by Wilkie Collins. Chapter 56 Helena's Diary Resumed. When we had left the town behind us, the coachman began to drive more slowly in my ignorance i asked what this change in the pace meant he pointed with his whip to the open road and to the chase in the distance if we keep too near the gentleman miss he has only got to look back and he'll see we are following him the safe thing to do is to let the chase get on a bit we can't lose sight of it out here i had felt inclined to trust in the driver's experience and he had already justified my confidence in him this encouraged me to consult his opinion on a matter of some importance to my present interests i could see the necessity of avoiding discovery when we had followed the chase to its destination but i was totally at a loss to know how it could be done my wily old man was ready with his advice the moment i asked for it wherever the chase stops miss we must drive past it as if we are going somewhere else i shall notice the place while we go by "'and you will please sit back in the corner of the cab "'so that the gentleman can't see you.' "'Well,' I said, "'and what next?' "'Next, miss, I shall pull up, "'wherever it may be, "'out of sight of the driver of the chase. "'He bears an excellent character, "'I don't deny it, "'but I've known him for years, "'and we had better not trust him. "'I shall tell you where the gentleman stopped, "'and you will go back to the place, "'on foot, of course, "'and see for yourself what's to be done.' especially if there happens to be a lady in the case. No offense, miss. It's in my experience that there's generally a lady in the case. Anyhow, you can judge for yourself, and you'll know where to find me waiting when you want me again. Suppose something happens, I suggested, that we don't expect. I shan't lose my head, miss, whatever happens. All very well, coachman, but I have only your word for it. In the irritable state of my mind, the man's confident way of thinking annoyed me. "'Begging your pardon, my young lady, you've got, if I may say so, what they call a guarantee. When I was a young man, I drove a cab in London for ten years. Will that do?' "'I suppose you mean,' I answered, "'that you have learned deceit in the wicked ways of the great city.' He took this as a compliment. "'Thank you, miss. That's it exactly.' After a long drive, or so it seemed to my impatience, we passed the chaise drawn up at a lonely house, separated by a front garden from the road. In two or three minutes more, we stopped where the road took a turn, and descended to lower ground. The farmhouse, which we had left behind us, was known to the driver. He led the way to a gate at the side of the road and opened it for me. "'In your place, miss,' he said, slyly, the private way back is the way I should wish to take.' try it by the fields turn to the right when you have passed the barn and you'll find yourself at the back of the house he stopped and looked at his big silver watch half past twelve he said the chaw bacons, i mean the farmhouse servants miss will be at their dinner all in your favour so far if the dog happens to be loose don't forget that his name's grinder call him by his name and pat him before he has time enough to think and he'll let you be When you want me, here you'll find me waiting for orders. I looked back as I crossed the field. The driver was sitting on the gate, smoking his pipe, and the horse was nibbling the grass at the roadside. Two happy animals without a burden on their minds. After passing the barn, I saw nothing of the dog. Far or near, no living creature appeared. The servants must have been at dinner, as the coachman had foreseen. Arriving at a wooden fence, I opened a gate in it and found myself on a bit of waste ground on my left there was a large duck-pond on my right i saw the fowl-house and the pig styes. before me was a high impenetrable hedge and at some distance behind it an orchard or a garden as i supposed filling the intermediate space rose the back of the house i made for the shelter of the hedge in the fear that someone might approach a window and see me Once sheltered from observation, I might consider what I should do next. It was impossible to doubt that this was the house in which Eunice was living. Neither could I fail to conclude that Philip had tried to persuade her to see him on those former occasions when he told me he had taken a long walk. As I crouched behind the hedge, I heard voices approaching on the other side of it. At last, fortune had befriended me. The person speaking at the moment was Miss Jillgall and the person who answered her was philip i am afraid dear mr philip you don't quite understand my sweet eunice honorable high-minded delicate in her feelings and oh so unselfish i don't want to alarm you but when she hears you have been deceiving helena upon my word miss jillgall you are so provoking i have not been deceiving helena haven't i told you what discouraging answers i got when i went to see the governor haven't i shown you eunice's reply to my letter you can't have forgotten it already oh yes i have why should i remember it don't i know poor eunice was in your mind all the time you're wrong again eunice was not in my mind all the time i was hurt i was offended by the cruel manner in which she had treated me and what was the consequence so far was i from deceiving helena she rose in my estimation by comparison with her sister oh come come mr philip that won't do helena rising in anybody's estimation ha ha ha. laugh as much as you like miss jillgall you won't laugh away the facts helena loved me helena was true to me don't be hard on a poor fellow who is half distracted what a man finds he can do on one day he finds he can't do on another "'Try to understand that a change "'does sometimes come over one's feelings. "'Bless my soul, Mr. Philip, "'that's just what I have been understanding all the time. "'I know your mind as well as you know it yourself. "'You can't forget my sweet Eunice. "'I tell you I tried to forget her. "'On my word of honor as a gentleman "'I tried to forget her, "'injustice to Helena. "'Is it my fault that I failed? "'Eunice was in my mind, "'as you said just now. "'Oh, my friend,' "'For you are my friend, I am sure. "'Persuade her to see me if it's only for a minute.' "'Was there ever a man's mind in such a state of confusion as this? First, I rise in his precious estimation, and Eunice drops. "'Then Eunice rises, and I drop. "'Idiot. Mischievous idiot. "'Even Selina seemed to be disgusted with him when she spoke next. "'Mr. Philip, you are hard and unreasonable.' i have tried to persuade her and i have made my darling cry nothing you can say will induce me to distress her again go back you very undetermined man go back to your helena too late nonsense i say too late if i could have married helena when i first went to stay in the house i might have faced the sacrifice as it is i can't endure her and i tell you this in confidence She has herself to thank for what has happened. Is that really true? Quite true. Tell me what she did. Oh, don't talk of her. Persuade Eunice to see me. I shall come back again and again and again till you bring her to me. Please don't talk nonsense. If she changes her mind, I will bring her with pleasure. If she still shrinks from it, I regard Eunice's feelings as sacred. Take my advice. Don't press her. Leave her time to think of you and to pity you, and that true heart may be yours again if you are worthy of it. Worthy of it? What do you mean? Are you quite sure, my young friend, that you won't go back to Helena? Go back to her? I would cut my throat if I thought myself capable of doing it. How did she set you against her? Did the wretch quarrel with you? It might have been better for both of us if she had done that oh her fulsome endearments what a contrast to the charming modesty of eunice if i was rich i would make it worth the while of the first poor fellow i could find to rid me of helena by marrying her i don't like saying such a thing of a woman but if you will have the truth well mr philip and what is the truth helena disgusts me end of chapter fifty six